0: His name is Marcus Constantine. He is a Roman general. My enemy. I'm glad that I have you for a friend. Why not?
1: Because
2: you don't buy loyalty with sex.
0: Cleopatra believed that the joys of the flesh could raise a man to godhood.
1: This isn't ancient Egypt. It's Paris. And I'm not Mark Antony of Caesar.
0: I am not asking you to die for me.
1: Yet.
3: Welcome to Highlander Wait, Rewatch.
0: Are you trying out a new catchphrase? Yeah, hey instead, <laughs> instead of all right.
3: Instead of all right. <laughs> welcome to the Highlander Rewatch podcast, the podcast where each and every week we take a look at another facet of the Highlander franchise and talk about it in detail. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith.
4: This is Kyle. And this is Amy.
3: And today we are joined by a very special guest, uh, one of the hosts of one of our favorite podcasts, the Foxes in the Hen House podcast. Uh, welcome to the show, Liz. Hey, Liz. Liz. Hey guys, thanks for hey, having hey. me on. Of course. And so why, why don't you tell our listeners what uh Foxes in the Hen House is all about? Oh God, that's such a good question. Um we're I we're... We've been thinking about that all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
2: what
5: is this thing? I didn't want to uh, I didn't want to softball it. That's yeah, that's the hard hitting question three <laughs> watchers ask. So serious. Uh, Any question is going to be hard for me, I'm just uh, rubbing two brain cells together. Um, It's a, I guess, a geeky podcast. We sit around, we talk about pop culture mostly, uh, usually at various levels of intoxication, depending on the episode, and um, uh, other things that might come up. We talked about, you know, having to drink our way through the holiday, you know, family gatherings and stuff like that before, and all sorts of things that might come up.
0: We're here to talk about a different kind of gathering. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh.
5: I set you up for that. Yeah,
0: I will be here... (laughs) Until kidding. I die. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: uh, so before we hop into this episode, uh, we should tackle some reader mail from last week. Uh, yes. So we asked a question on one of our previous episodes about uh, if, uh, I guess it was uh, the Unholy Alliance episode, uh, where Xavier St. Cloud shows up with a hook hand. Uh, mm. So our question post to everyone was, should immortals grow back their hands? And holy shit, you guys
0: have strong feelings on uh Yeah, <laughs> yeah very strong. So Kyle, read us some of this yeah let's just we'll just dive right in melissa j writes they should be able to reattach at any point if they're close enough when the immortal comes back to life like if xavier found his missing hand even if it's all rotted and shit if he put it back (laughs) into his wrist and then killed it then killed himself it'd be good as new when he woke up what so he has to kill himself in the? (laughs) what this is how immortal bombing victims come back to life so I, think I the like theory, it how they're like this is how it works, works yeah. <laughs> I guess the theory is if you're if your various bits are nearby when you snap back into consciousness, they'll reattach, but you gotta like hunt it out like a scavenger hunt mm. all right Liz, what do you think of this question
5: uh i I did give my opinion on twitter um but uh I, I mean, I think that, no, it shouldn't grow back. Like, one, it's cooler that it's just more badass to have consequences like that to sword fights, because that's that does happen in sword fights. Like, one of the, you know, the very first villain of the franchise, the Kurgan, has a messed up throat, you know, in the modern day from a big sword fight that he had with Ramirez, and, like, that's kind of a defining character trait. If a hand can grow back, I mean, I don't know about reattaching, that's very... That was a very serious, drawn-out theory. But, like, if a, if a hand can <laughs> grow back and regenerate, then then it makes no sense for, for the Kurgan to have, you know, such, like, a, like a serious scar from his battle.
4: That's a good point.
0: Yeah.
5: Unless it's specifically neck and
0: throat-related
5: injuries.
4: <laughs> it's mm. like you're trying to
0: decapitate Ooh. them. So maybe... It's like their vulnerable spot. Yeah, it's like yeah. their Achilles heel on their neck. What, what
3: other responses have we got? <laughs> Amy, you got anything? Or Kyle?
4: Uh let's see here. Uh this is from Christian. No, they should regenerate. Say the immortal <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> Say the Immortal gets a wound and loses his whole liver. He needs the liver to live. His liver will regenerate. Why won't his limbs? I can understand the neck, but even then even that makes no sense. Can they get throat cancer and die? Can they be choked? Can they get throat cancer? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's actually why the Kurgan's voice is messed up. Yeah. He just smokes two packs of oh, that. yeah. man. That's actually the only reason. <laughs> Interesting.
3: And they yeah, get- I, I like the, I like think- all the angry people that have yeah. written in because yeah. a lot of people just cite episodes and they're just like, no. Didn't you see the episode that we're yeah. talking about? It's
0: like, yeah, we did. That's why we're asking this question. <laughs> no, I like their point about internal organs. Yeah, that's that's a, that very, makes a lot of sense. Very yeah. easily in a thing with swords, especially got like the Kurgan swinging around a giant like two-handed meat cleaver thing. Like you could lose an entire organ in that fight. Like your entrails could fall out. Ooh, yeah, yeah I didn't like, think about that. Like, if that stuff doesn't regenerate, regenerate you'll just be... regenerate. Um, if you don't regrow your red hair, then... But uh, like you would just be in a perpetual cycle of dying forever and ever until some merciful person came around and chopped off your head. And that doesn't seem like the way we want to go. No. Yeah,
5: that's so that'd interesting. Be kind of an all right... I mean, I'd be, I'd like to see that episode, though.
0: With, yeah. with just some person with a nightmarish existence who's, like, <laughs> lost their kidneys in like a, to, like, a bouncing Betty in World War Two, and, uh, and now is just perpetually dying. Well, they're like Ripley in uh,
4: Alien Resurrection, how they have those, like, Ripley clones, and one's, like, a Thanksgiving turkey, and it's like, please kill me. Do you remember that? It it's, like, a fin or something. It's a
0: Thanksgiving turkey.
4: Yeah, it looks like it made me think of the Kramer with the Thanksgiving like turkey head, where he's buttering himself. But like Ripley in Alien Resu- Resu- oh my god, Resurrection, <laughs> one of the Ripleys looks like that. Anyway, good deal. What about the throat cancer? What do you guys think <laughs> about that? I'm gonna go ahead and say no. No, they can't die of throat cancer.
5: I just don't think they get cancer. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with that. I can't. I feel like I feel like I would just like hand wave that with their regeneration ability.
4: I kind of like the idea, like, the ones that lost their hands probably got killed in a sword fight because they couldn't fight as well. So, like, Mm -hmm. if you did lose your hand and you're still around, you're probably pretty badass. That could be a way to look at it.
0: Xavier's better than ever with that hook hand. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he's like... You should have two hook hands. (laughs) he's just (laughs) only
4: hooked. Two peg legs, two eye patches. Uh... (laughs) And two carrots. Right.
3: So we should That's hop into this often. episode, shouldn't
0: we? That Probably it's a yeah. yeah. We, we got yes, a lot I'm of good.
3: responses about that. That was a divisive. Uh Topic. We didn't even read that many devices. <laughs> no, we, we also didn't. read like 1% of the comments. Yeah, yeah. there were a shit ton of comments. Uh, but if you ever have thoughts or feelings about our episodes, write to us at highlanderrewatch.gmail.com. Especially
4: feelings. Especially the feelings. Especially feelings. All the yeah.
3: feelings. So guys, this week we're talking about Season 2, Episode 18, Farrah's Daughter. Yes. This episode was originally aired April 25th. 1994. And for those people that care, this is a month after the last episode, so
0: whatever. What? <laughs> like a it was month? a break. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yeah, so people were like waiting with bated breath for their favorite show to come back, and this is what they get. <laughs> this, this is what they get. <laughs> uh, so this episode was directed
3: by Dennis Barry. Uh, he did Run for Your Life. Uh, we saw him do The Vampia recently. He usually has some pretty good episodes. That's right. Solid stuff. And this was written by Elizabeth Baxter, who wrote Saving Grace. This episode feels like that a little bit. I sometimes,
4: yeah, yeah. ish. Mm, no. And
3: uh, also, mm. bless the child, which is Ooh, oh my God. garbage. Uh, so she's, she's really got a hat
0: trick going here. Yes.
3: <laughs> this episode guest stars Nia Peoples um, as Nefertiri. I keep calling Nefertiti, but it's not I Nefertiti. keep saying that,
4: too. Nefertiri. Nefer-teary. That's Teary. what my
3: notes even say. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, but uh, she was in, like, the fame TV show in the 80s. Um, she, was she was in Blues Brothers
4: Re- 2000. Say that again? Blues Brothers t- 2000. T- was she really? Yeah, I saw that <laughs> she in she the
5: really? theater. I yeah. Saw it
4: I don't know who she played. She was John Goodman. <laughs>
5: Just, yeah. Oh, man. You know, maybe she was one. There's a cop that I remember in the movie. That yes, maybe, yeah. she's the cop. Oh, the there cop. We go. Yeah. Oh, why Ow, do I know I'm that? I'm the cop. Anyway. I'm a cop, you idiot.
3: Uh, She was in a show more recently called Nasty Boys. Ooh. So I I did some digging on this show. And the IMDb description for this show, Nasty Boys, is as follows. The Nasty Boys are a special (laughs) unit of the Las Vegas Police Department. What? (laughs) The unit consists of undercover cops, and their identities are withheld, even from the department. They only answer to their boss, Lieutenant Krieger, who in turn only answers to the people they are working on. They wear ninja-type outfits to conceal their identities. (laughs) (laughs) But why are they nasty boys? I don't know. Why are they just like ninjas?
0: And is boys spelled with a Z? No. That's (laughs) a missed opportunity. Oh,
5: that's a missed opportunity right there. It is. I know. If ever there
0: was one. Maybe they're Janet
5: Jackson fans. That's what I was going to say. Like,
4: are these the nasty boys Janet Jackson was telling us about? (laughs) And when they talk to her, do they call her, what is it? Mrs. Jackson. Jackson? Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh,
3: (laughs) So this episode also stars James Faulkner as Marcus Constantine. Uh, mm. He's in like a shit ton of stuff.
4: So. He was in X-Men First Class. And he's the video game server of Snape. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the video game? Okay. They yeah. could get Alan Rickman for that? Nope. And he was in Bridget Jones' Diary. And which is having a new sequel coming out soon.
0: Bridget Jones' baby?
4: Isn't yeah. He, like, the she uncle, has a baby.
5: I, I don't know. I feel like I should remember this guy way more than I do.
4: Yeah, he does. I I don't know. He runs like a wimp. Anyway.
5: (laughs) He runs like a wimp. Uh, So
3: the IMDb episode description for this gem is, Duncan interrupts the attempted theft of an Egyptian sarcophagus. Inside, he finds Nefertiri. As Duncan helps her adjust to modern life, they cross paths with Marcus Constantine, who she resents for his part in the Roman domination of Egypt.
4: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There we go. I'm on board. That encapsulates it.
0: <sighs> That's actually one of the better ones we've gotten of these IMDb movie descriptions. <laughs> well, it's not wrong, which yeah, no. often they're completely incorrect. <laughs> it's so. very, it's very
4: factual. Yeah. So how does this episode open?
3: In a thrilling robbery.
4: Yes. It's so, this is
3: so boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, What's the episode from season one uh, with uh, Lucius Malfoy? Uh, oh, uh, Lady in the Tiger. Lady in the Tiger. And the Tiger yeah. yeah. This this reminds me of that kind of like that episode starts with like him breaking out of like a prison transport vehicle vehicle. He jumps right. on like a a car carrier. Like it's all exciting and fun. And yeah. it's like this is the opposite of that. Like it is a truck slowly
4: driving like behind like a building. It's yeah, like on a it's back just road like really. I
0: don't know. It's there's just nothing to it. Lazy drive. Yeah. yeah. Also, but. This this one the music's telling you exci- it's exciting because all the orchestra hits. That are- <laughs> yeah. Well, also like this didn't even need
3: to be a robbery. Like this literally could have just been them delivering. Because there's like a, a series of two robberies in this. Like, yeah. Duncan steals her out of it later, and like th- like why is there any stealing at all? Like why that, can't Duncan
4: just point. find this? I don't know. Find
3: this sarcophagus. It's yeah. so stupid. So uh, well, we're really we're really going at this hard already, and hasn't even done anything yeah. offensive yet. Not quite. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Matt gets the buzz when this car drives by because mm. presumably there's an immortal in there, uh, yeah. so he decides to like follow it for
5: some reason.
4: Yeah, yeah, like he gets buzzes all like anytime he has a buzz, does he have to follow it? I, I'm like confused on this. I mean, he follows it because he has to, but
5: <laughs> then we
4: wouldn't <laughs> I have mean, an I F- I think
5: that's Yeah,
0: that's probably fair. You feel you feel a buzz, you investigate, sure. But, but I mean yeah. do not.
5: So it's assumed like. He, he he gets the buzz, he looks around, he sees a truck, and he assumes, like, it's got to be in that truck. Like, somehow he's pinpointing the buzz, which I guess we don't necessarily see. Like, it's always kind of vague about how, like, you know, how well they can hone in on that feeling, I guess. That's yeah. a good point,
3: because, like, he often gets the buzz, like, on a busy Paris street. And so, like, a lot of times he assumes it's, like, why isn't it any of the, like, 200
0: cars that are flying by? Right. Can you like there's, there's, There were 200 cars flying by. There's... A hundred? There's one car that flies by. Ah, yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) You see the shot. You see it drive by, and there is one. All right. So, Mm. Duncan follows this black truck to a warehouse. That these carjackers have snagged.
4: And Uh, my note on this is, the music is awful.
0: Yeah. So, this is the (laughs) orchestra. There's a lot of, like,
3: old-school MIDI music. It's so cheesy, and it's like, it really takes you out of it,
4: and uh, it's bad. So, Mac, like beats these guys up for some reason?
3: He doesn't know this truck was robbed. Why yeah. is he they, fighting? They attack him. No, he doesn't he attack first? I think yeah, one he guy like, up well, on them. Yeah, one guy like walks around a corner and Duncan just like Batmans the shit out of him. And it's like hey, that guy's just like a try. he's just a
0: teamster. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like The Mac hates Teamsters. Yeah. <laughs> he's
5: really anti union. <laughs> yeah. And the best part, like for all you know, he like I mean, maybe you could possibly make an argument at this point that maybe he's, you know, sending the, you know, the immortal somewhere else. But leading up to the what if he's just interrupting the day of an immortal who's just minding his own business, living his life as a truck driver? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, the, like, the we don't know what's an emergency situation.
4: Well, if that immortal is also a teamster. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's a real problem.
4: Yeah, that's, that's trouble.
3: So Mac takes these guys out and then he yeah. opens – he finds a sarcophagus. Yeah. Because of, of course he does. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So he opens it up, and there is a mummy, kind of. Yes. No. no, no. (laughs) Nope. So he unwraps.
0: There's a a woman with rags kind of draped (laughs) over her.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He unwraps this person. It's an immortal. There's a lot of skin. This is the beginning of a lot of nudity in this
4: episode. Well, like, there's a shot just of her rear. Yeah.
5: Hashtag butts.
4: This must have been on the French version or the DVD version Probably. or whatever.
0: I don't know. What's the American censor's thoughts on buns? This buns was, only. Is, is this is, is this before pre post Dennis Fran?
4: That's what I was about to say. <laughs> is this pre or post Sipowitz's butt on NYPD? That's how I you judge. can't say shit on television. Yeah. That's how I judge my time is pre and post Sipowitz's butt.
0: <laughs> Isn't that how all humans gauge time? I think so. <laughs> so I <laughs> guess. commonly <laughs> accepted by scholars, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess
3: we can talk about this now. So this person is an immortal. They were buried as a mummy. Yeah.
0: But like, but not really mummified. Exactly. So let's talk about the <laughs> mummification thing. here. The mummy team really phoned this in. Like, <laughs> like, hey, don't we need that device to like scramble her brains and like pull it out and put it into like a canoptic jar or yeah. whatever they call those things? Is, is, she, full
5: of co- is she full of mm. cotton right now? Like, <laughs> is that something back full of cotton? She, she doesn't look that, particularly desiccated either. Like, I'm pretty sure it's supposed <laughs> to dry that sucker out, you know?
4: Yeah. Well, even if they did all that, like, <laughs> like it, re- let's just say they did all that, and it regrew, like. Why are the bandages so pristine? Like, why isn't she, like, covered in sweat and, like, bodily fluids, like, pumping out of her from being, like... Or, like, why isn't she dried out? Or, like, I
0: don't think that's a very good why image. Why she dried
4: out? <laughs> <laughs> like, this made me so angry. Like, we're supposed to believe that she was wrapped up in these bandages and stuck in a sarcophagus for 2,000 fucking years, and she comes out of it, like, pristine?
3: She it's- also asked... The, the very first thing she says is, does Rome still rule the world?
4: It's like, that's the first first question i guess we find out that is important she'd at least be like bonkers yeah from being like there's no reason she should she be is as, bonkers though she is but not like like bonkers bonkers like not able to like string two words together I mean, her,
5: her eyes we need gotta... like no time to adjust or anything like that she's yeah. wearing makeup <laughs> yeah she's like eyeliner on we
0: gotta, we gotta give this episode it's absurd premise yeah we this just, is have, this we is i like just have to give it to it and move on yeah because the
3: premise of this is just immortal, out of their time.
0: Yeah. And for all we know, she wasn't conscious this entire time or something. I don't know. Yeah, just she's hibernating. just hibernating. Dead the whole time? God, ostensibly. Why not? All right. It like, the point is... It's weird. Well, the point is, we got to move him on. on.
5: I mean, they, they could make it easier, though. Like I'm looking at him, like, man, okay, so... Yeah, like so. If, she, if
0: she just woke up covered in her own bodily fluids, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, or- that can't be the state.
4: We talked about OR spreadsheets, and I'm getting shit on for <laughs> this person being fine after being buried alive for 2,000 years.
5: I mean, maybe if they just didn't use as much bronzer. It's yeah, hot. maybe. <laughs>
4: no, I mean, I get it. We have to <laughs> suspend her disbelief, yeah. but it so just kind of bugged me.
3: Mac is going to protect her. He, I guess, gives her his coat, and they leave. Her English is great. Oh, yeah, Actually, oh, yeah. we amazing. didn't even mention that they, yeah. she speaks perfect English. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they leave, and there's, like, like the she's... shadow of someone watching them from the balcony. Yeah. Then they get in his car, uh, which but is he a... He
0: pulls the fire alarm for some reason. What is that about? I guess oh. to alert the authorities about the... Oh, right. I didn't know what The, the robbery. robbery he still yeah. doesn't know happened. Yeah. He wants to let the police know that he's a robber because he beat up a teamster and then <laughs> stole a mummy. <laughs>
4: did Mac... Wait, Mac didn't pull it, did he?
0: Yeah. yeah. Mac pulls the fire alarm. Oh, I
4: didn't, I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I, yeah, I don't get the it. The other
5: great part about that is that, like, that's that's an amazing way to overstimulate someone who's just woken up in the modern world without any warnings. Like, and suddenly there's noise everywhere.
0: Yeah.
5: <laughs> also, just one side note on
0: this English thing: she was buried before English was invented. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the the language that was the language that would become English didn't exist yet. And they are exactly <laughs> on the same page. They are vibing.
4: Yeah, I was like wondering, like, could they like. Make it so Duncan, like, knows her language somehow and, like, that's how they're talking. But, no, just knows English. That's more suspension yeah. of disbelief.
5: So no, She's speaking with an English accent, so obviously, like, she learned it from the Romans because, you know... I've seen That's TV. Right.
3: Yeah. Right. <laughs> so they get in Mac's car, and he has to explain the car to her, uh, which is like, oh, it's got horses in it. They're little horses. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I
2: liked uh,
3: it. It's kind of funny. And then there is another, like, shadowy figure up on the, like, bridge. I don't know yeah. if it's supposed to be the same person, but somebody's
4: I don't watching. know who this is supposed to be at all. Yeah.
3: I've got questions mm, about this later, too. Yeah.
0: We, know, we discover who it, who, who it is. Who? It's... Victor, the, more, it's, the Watcher. It is, is it the Watcher. Yeah, I think so.
5: Constantine.
0: Yeah, the, the Watcher who's hanging out with Constantine.
3: That's so who it is. Constantine maybe was the guy inside, and the Watchers outside, or is it? Are these two different people or the same? It's pers- the same person. It's the Watcher guy, Victor. But I'm and he knows sick. that Constantine has got like an immortal in this thing. Yes. He intercepts it
0: because he wants to take her out. All right. Here's I'm, my, g- I'm <laughs> quite confident. Oh yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying it's, like, great, but that, that is what it <laughs> well, is. Well, I, I guess I had like, questions about this later,
3: about, like, how... Because I wondered if it was the Watcher as well. And I was like, hold on, this is 2,000 years ago. Did the, anyone know that she was an a mor- Like, who even knew about her? Marcus. Only Marcus, presumably. Yeah. It took him, he said, centuries to track down her tomb. Like, have Watchers, have Watchers been just sitting on this tomb waiting? Like, eh, we'll just wait here, it's buried under... 200 feet of sand. Well, maybe. Hang-
0: maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, we, they're not supposed to interfere, so if she's trapped there, she's trapped there. Like, I guess. Maybe he knew the whole time, or maybe he, maybe Marcus knew, and this watcher guy who was hanging out with him pieced it together why he was so keen on getting this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Of all the far-fetched things in this episode, <laughs> this part's fine. Yeah, I, think, I feel like that's explainable.
3: Yeah. God yeah. damn
0: it. Um, I was just... <laughs> Later, the police
3: are there kind of investigating. And I was confused, I guess. I thought Constantine was a police officer at
4: first. They don't reveal who he is until, like, really far In yeah, the yeah. first interaction, yeah.
0: you can kind of see that. But then he's, like, very insistent that nothing was stolen.
4: Yeah. yeah. And Victor's like, all right. <laughs>
0: if you say Bosch." they kind of both seem like they're cops in this initial thing.
3: I also don't understand why it's so important for him. Like, obviously, Constantine knows Nefertiri was in there. And yeah. she's out and about now. But, like, why, why does he care if people think the mummy was there or not? If the mummy was stolen, no one is going to find Nefertiri and be like, you were that mummy. Like, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> it's like, why not just say, yeah, the, I guess someone took the mummy. Like, we should probably get the insurance money for that, right? Okay. Yeah, well, probably because like, it, why it, the it, cover off?
5: I mean, if the cops chase it down and and manage to track down where where the mummy went, whether or not she's still in mummy state, or or whatever passes for a mummy in the Highlander universe, um, you know, they're going to figure out that she's alive. Like, it's not like, you know, they're going to take her and lock her up in evidence, and then suddenly they've got, you know, a naked lady with T.J. Mack sandals on.
2: Yeah.
5: (laughs) And then there's a lot to explain.
0: So, I'm a little unsure.
3: Yeah. Mack arrives back at the barge with Nefertiri. Uh, It's pretty, these interactions are fairly comical like she gets out and she's like that was fucking terrifying (laughs) which i thought was pretty good parts of this episode are really funny i legitimately enjoyed the premise of this episode like this is just like a fish out of water story Not to get too much into my feelings about it in general, but I feel like it doesn't know if it's going to be a a serious episode or, like, a really funny episode.
4: Well, this is like the um, Tommy uh, Sullivan problem. Yeah. Where we have this character that we're, like, taking a journey with them and they're sympathetic. And then, spoiler warning, they turn out to be a murdering psychopath,
0: like, (laughs) (laughs) later in the episode. She's not a lighthearted character. Like, her seriousness is what makes these events funny. Yeah. So All I right. guess it's not that big of a leap to get to that she's actually kind of a bad person. But it's still like a weird tonal problem. It, it ends up
3: being yeah. a heavy episode at the end. Oh, yeah. Very heavy.
0: Yeah. yeah. So anyway,
3: Mac shows up. They go on the barge. She of course starts just undressing right away, and Maurice
0: is just like,
5: God well, damn it!
0: Yeah, Maurice <laughs> <People laughs> is all about it. Well, oh God, this, this is worst. like this is what like still like Maurice.
4: Lechery is funny. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> he's a pervert. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but he's just the, he's the creepiest man in all of France. Well, okay, that's probably a stretch. Yeah, <laughs> Strauss-Kahn
0: is a real person. <laughs> oh. I like what Mac gives
5: nefertiri
3: to wear like after all of this she like undresses and he's like oh let me get you some clothes all he gives her is just like an oversized button-up shirt yeah (laughs) she's still very scantily clad
4: no pants or anything no
3: (laughs) i guess he i guess he got rid of all of tess's clothes too too
4: soon he like went to the goodwill (laughs) just (laughs) dumped him off at the curb
3: He should have dressed her up like Jess and put, like, a blonde wig on her.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh, This is like vertigo. <laughs> Why don't you put this on? Wear your hair like this.
3: We get some backstory. It's been 2,000 years, so she's very old.
4: 2,000 years old?
3: Yeah. And she mm-hmm. was, I guess, Cleopatra's handmaiden. And she's like, I want to learn about this new world. And then we get a montage. We need a montage. Oh man, oh, it's, this is this is so I, great. I love this. What is your favorite part of the montage, guys and gals? Uh, My, mine is the dustbuster by far. God, <laughs> he, just, he is just so,
0: holding a dustbuster, so, turns it on, and shoves it in her face. <laughs> <laughs> so let's like walk through this. He introduces her to the concept of a clock. Right. He's like, oh, it's like a sundial then he <laughs> threatens her with a dust devil yeah <laughs> she tries to blow out a lamp and like though she's like afraid of it then of course he goes right to the answering machine the phone
5: newspapers <laughs> <laughs> but but not the umbrella don't touch that yeah. like it's just yeah. like an umbrella just randomly in the garbage. Yeah, mopeds. Gotta
0: <laughs> teach him about mopeds. Then she goes to, like, a dressing room to try to get changed and just immediately is just like, clo- take off my clothes. And, of course, that doesn't fly. Is like, well, no, you have to go into the back. And so she just starts, like, disrobing as she walks. Yeah. And then it learns about the concept of high heels and almost punches <laughs> a cop. Yeah. Oh, also, the music in this scene is, like, the second insane music
3: cue yeah oh we're gonna put these on the in the pocket it's so good it's, ah. yeah
4: when she like falls i was like oh my god did she really hurt her foot it looks like she really like fell in those heels
0: like really rolled her ankle yeah I, like,
4: Dude, oh. I don't know
5: if you guys have walked in heels but it's that's that's about right for learning yeah. how to I, oh, I can't i mean i i wear flats when i can but like no yeah that, i i gave them points because one that's hard to walk in. Two, they used wedges, which is kind of like training wheels of heels. Because, <laughs> like, you've just got a continuous flat surface, which is the only secure thing that I'm willing to go with. No, I've definitely, like, done that wiggle before.
4: Looked, it's uh, looks it's painful. Tearful. And she you also look- punches a cop who tries to... Direct her in traffic,
0: right? Yeah, she would slap him in the face. Yeah, yeah. she does. <laughs> and this cop is totally chill. He's like, Oh, sorry, officer. And he's like, Yo, You're getting arrested. And, well, it's a good thing you're in France, yeah, and not, like Ferguson. Oh, oh yeah, man. Oh, oh, sorry, is oh. that too much?
4: <laughs> and the cop just kind of like gives her the stink eye He was like, I guess I'll allow it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll let you assault me. Yeah.
3: Hey, Rewatchers! This episode is brought to you by the Highlander 30th Anniversary Gathering Convention in Lakeland, Florida, December 3rd and 4th. So make sure to head over to lashconevents.com. That's l a s h c o n events.com to pick up your tickets today.
0: All your favorite Highlander personalities gonna be there: Adrian Paul, Elizabeth Grayson, and most importantly, your Rewatchers. That's we'll right. Be there. We will be there. We want to see you there too.
3: Yep, we're gonna have a booth uh, right in front there, and uh, we're gonna be doing some live podcasting interviews we can't wait to meet you and talk to you in person also other exciting guests are f Braun mcash he's the Swordmaster uh, from the third season on in highlander and there's going to be a sword experience there as well absolutely uh so make sure to sign up for the sword experience and get your tickets for the highlander 30th anniversary gathering <laughs> So next we uh, we cut to the museum and we're back with I guess Constantine and his like cohort. Uh, so this is I guess when we realize like oh these guys aren't cops. Yeah. And the one guy has a watcher. His like cohort has a watcher tattoo. So
0: it's yeah. Like, ooh, it's and just a like sweet turtleneck.
4: You never noticed this before. Like the watchers maybe need to put their tattoo somewhere else. Although I guess the mortals don't know what the tattoo is. Yeah. But still. <laughs> <laughs> Like, maybe put that, like, under your armpit or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then how are you going to show your friends? Like, oh, yeah, I'm a watcher. I mean, I can't show you. I can't disrobe <laughs> now in public. But, you know, trust me. I know what this is all about, secret society member. This guy wear tank tops. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, so all this scene really does is just let you know this guy's a watcher. I don't think we get too much extra
5: info, right? Well, uh, but, mm. no, I'm, but I just have rage from this scene. Like, this scene just made me recoil and my notes go into caps lock from, for, for a few lines. What just do we got, Liz? Uh, so, so as someone who's studied, you know, museum studies, there's just there are just so many protocols violated here. They're just like handling. Like, Take a look at this thing. Oh, it's you know this many <laughs> thousand years old, and they're just getting their oily hands all over this thing and just like groping that bus. And like, what do you? What do you know? Don't do that. Oh <laughs> God, is it the right relative humidity in that room? Um, <laughs> but like, I will give them points though because I got curious about su- stuff that they were handling, like the bus that that. Uh, that Constantine's handling is like take a look at this fifth empire from from Saqqara there's no such thing as fifth empire in ancient Egypt though but um (laughs) like the bust actually seems to be modeled off of an actual wooden statue from Saqqara from like the old kingdom and like not the the fifth kingdom not the fifth kingdom whatever (laughs) that is or fifth empire (laughs) yeah. yeah But, like, it was actually, it, the original was, like, a wooden statue. They apparently just, they must have just added color and glazing just to make it look cooler. But even, like, down to, like, this, like, crack that's, that's in the original. It maybe like, give them, like, a, a bit of points. And then I got mad about them handling things all over again.
0: So the other side of this, like, or in terms of what this scene is supposed to be adding, they are setting up right now that, oh, like, this robbery was set up. What happened? And you're supposed to, they're showing the seeds that it's Turtleneck Man who's behind it. And the whole time you're like, oh, is he trying to, like, pilfer this stuff? Like, it, it seems like like it's just a straight-up robbery. And then we get the reveal that he's a watcher, so maybe there's more. Mm. Mm.
3: So then we cut back to Nefertiri and Mac. They're walking around. They walk in front of the, uh, I forget the name of it, this obelisk in Paris. And she
0: talks about seeing that out her, I guess, window? Yeah, so they have like this whole conversation in front of a giant phallus. Oh <laughs> just like it's just like straight up between them is a giant symbolic dick. <laughs> okay. Excuse me. It's it's an obelisk, but
3: so then we continue this, uh, the education of Nefertiri, and she wants yeah. to learn history. So Mac takes her to a museum, uh, and they start just walking around. And he's like, oh, there's the dark. Like, he's just given a timeline, so, like a real, and does like, a brief version.
5: Oh, God, I'm so mad at Mac, because he's like an antique dealer, And he goes, he just up and like runs his fingers on this like one metal object. Like, no, that's the worst thing you could do. Can
0: we Sorry. talk about the lead up to this museum? Sure. What is up with this shot? The camera looks like like kicked (laughs) over the tripod. (laughs) (laughs) It's like like this insane Dutch angle, and they are so far away from the camera. And we just very slowly (laughs) watch them approach (laughs) the door. (laughs) It's so slow. It's (laughs) very (laughs) weird. They're practically walking vertically on the ground because the camera angle is so skewed. Yeah. My, my favorite
3: part of this scene is they walk up to a, a painting and she likes it. And he's like, it's from the Renaissance. And I was like, how do people pronounce any words in this show? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Last episode, pronunciation, though. Is it?
5: Yeah, there well, we go. all right. It's weird. Take that. Key. Oh, boom. <laughs> They're
2: the worst.
4: Xavier. <laughs> Xavier. Renaissance. Uh, let's go to the Belay. The ballet. Ballet. Well, yeah, Nefertiri's like touching all this stuff in the museum, too. That's when I noticed, Liz. I was yeah. like, she's just walking up and like touching all this stuff. Picking, she picks up like a bowl or something.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I, I see. I'm willing to give her a pass, though.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's her shit, but. <laughs> Well, when I go to the Philadelphia Museum of Art, like if you stand even sorta of close to the painting, some usher like gets in your face and is yeah. like, "Step back."
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering how very... many like crazies are going in, are just like going in and punching paintings.
4: Yeah, I'm that was a, really that was a fun story. Take that painting.
3: <laughs> so we uh, they go into the Egyptian room and she's checking out all the stuff, and then mm-hmm. we get a flashback uh, to 30 BC. And it's in an embalming room, and I guess Cleopatra is dead. Uh, There's more, like, a lot of side boob. A lot of, like, this episode has so much, like, nakedness. It's, like, remarkable. Anyway, we'll also talk about that more because I think Bill Panzer has a lot to say about that. (laughs) Oh, Uh,
0: Oh, oh, really? Absolutely. (laughs) Is he he a little taken with Nipper Teary? She's a swell looker. Sure. So anyway, movie?
3: Nefertiri asks, uh, I guess, these embalming people. The sl- I guess they're slaves. She tells them to leave. And then she, I guess, drinks poison. Like, she has, like, a whole speech about, like, not wanting to live under Roman rule. So she's going to kill herself. And I guess it's implied that she's, like, going to kill herself and hopefully come back when it's they're done. The fuck
0: is this? <laughs> like she knows she's at first i thought that was her first death like she did not know she was immortal and then just wakes up trapped in a sarcophagus that would make so much more sense that would have made sense yeah that would have also been interesting to have like mac try to explain to her what was going on because imagine all the odd egyptian religious layers you might give to this situation if you discovered your immortality when you were
4: entombed do we know for certain that isn't what happened
3: Yes. Because I think it's because she says she knows she's gonna come back. Or is she talking about like the afterlife?
4: That's what I thought she was talking hmm. about. I don't hmm. know. But
3: they never explain the rules of the game or anything like that. So And Mac
0: never once says, like, by the way, this is what you are.
4: Well, like if the guys come back in and find her dead, maybe they did like mummify her and bury her along with Cleopatra.
0: I think that's what we're I think that is what happened what we're yeah. supposed to think happened. Yeah.
3: But I guess in a tomb very far away from Cleopatra because they didn't find her tomb when they found
0: hers. I feel like they would have said something. Yeah. Yeah. If you find something, say something. Ah,
3: (laughs) Anyway, so that's our flashback. I have mixed feelings in general about this episode. Uh, But one thing I thought that might have been interesting ground to cover in the museum when she is going through, like, all the Egyptian stuff. I thought it could have been interesting for her to, like, remark. Like, that stuff is, like, her life. But it's now on display in a museum. Like I thought, there could have been an interesting commentary because, like, how do you view history? And it's like for people like that live four hundred years or two thousand years. Like, this is what her life was like, and it's in some ways like reduced to, you know, a blurb in a textbook or mm-hmm. a thing in a in, in a case. And it's like that's not what that is. That was my life. I wish they kind of delved into that. That's what I was thinking at this moment. I was like, ooh, this would be neat, but it
5: wasn't. I mean, was yeah. the, you mean in the flashback, or do you mean like oh, in, back the, to in, the the, in the museum? That like there are these artifacts. They do. She always feels like a ghost. Yeah. Yeah, and she's and she's asking. She's like, do they remember? I mean, unless I'm remembering the wrong the wrong scene and sequence here, but I feel like she's asking. You know, at this point, do do they remember her? And do they remember how great Cleopatra was and what she did? Right.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and everybody knows who Cleopatra is. Yeah. Right. Well, and and this is what upsets her. Like being here, like upsets her, and she kind of storms out of the Egyptian room. I guess that's so true. I, I think it did have an effect, but they don't really go into it.
3: Yeah. Really. Mm. So, we get the buzz. Bzzz. Uh, and so
0: the mu- museum guy, it turns out, is immortal. Marcus. Yeah. His, his name. His name kills me. They just, like, <laughs> mash together, like, hey, what's Roman-sounding stuff? They they, they <laughs> might as well have called him Julius Caesar. <laughs> Marcus Constantine? Yeah. Constantine. yeah. It's like, oh, what's another real Roman-sounding thing? Oh, no, it's Eastern Empire, Eastern Empire.
3: <laughs> so um, so he's shocked to see her. So uh, Marky Marcus runs after Nefertiti, and she, like, well, she's, like, mad, right? She, like, wants to attack him.
0: Yeah and, and then she kinda... runs
3: off and Mac intercedes and there's more drum machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like uh, this reminds me of like that shitty uh like Richie music from the first season where he's parking the car. Like it's this attempt at like hip-hop, like I can't tell. It's such garbage this music.
5: It definitely ruins the mood. I feel like, you know, this should be a life or death sort of scenario. And it's yeah. more like, you know, looking around like where, where did I park my car? You know, just yeah. Yeah. just walking around the city. So she,
3: she almost runs? gets mugged by, like, French Danny Trejo. Trejo. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this poor man's Danny Trejo is what my notes say, too. My notes say that, too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy yeah. really looks like Bobo Danny Trejo. <laughs> and he's got, like... <laughs> you just, a, just a, like get her with a switchblade but yeah, it looks of course
4: like, it looks like she's in like a mall like yeah yeah worst like, mugger
5: the... ever it's like broad yeah. daylight there are people yeah. everywhere probably security cameras and you're just like uh this seems like a good idea yeah. like so that far from her. the h&m yeah so. <laughs> so she's
4: getting mob- m- mugged in front of the dsw <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> but she like beats him up and destroys his nuts. Yeah. yeah just
0: <laughs> annihilated.
4: Maybe that's why Danny Trejo is so grumpy these days. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's his origin story. I guess this is just really a montage of just her being on her own and yeah. being in an uncomfortable space. So then she meets up with Mac again at yeah, it's that just, It's
0: over. It's all just fine. Yeah. Um, well, they had like a... They had, agreed that, like, if we ever get separated, meet, oh. it, meet <laughs> at sundown at the giant dick. Yeah. I'm making this up. That didn't happen. Oh, okay. Like, was, you just agreed with me. Like, I was describing an actual plot of this. Literally, episode. I uh, thought I missed something very important, so I was okay. like, okay.
5: Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm keeping the momentum going. Yeah. Yes, and... I do appreciate the trust between you guys.
4: This is very nice. Yes. Podcasting is all about trust.
0: Yeah. Oh. We do trust falls to practice for this thing. We make dick jokes and then trust fall. (laughs) Uh, So uh, this is the clip we played at the top of the show.
3: They have a whole... Like, she tries to kiss Mac, and they have a whole conversation about, like...
4: In a rare episode of Restraint, Mac doesn't... (laughs) kiss her back yeah, it's,
0: it's a very short-lived episode of restraint yeah it's not a two-parter but
4: max says you don't buy loyalty with sex
0: right and she says something insane like cleopatra believed the joys of the flesh <laughs> could raise a man to godhood she was just talking about his wiener <laughs> dick joseph and trust falls is that like, a real
4: that? quote from cleopatra
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna say no And if it is, I'm going to lose a lot of respect for Cleopatra.
5: (laughs) (laughs) She definitely used her charm for, you know, like, for politicking. Like, I mean, Julius Caesar did the same thing right back at her. That sounds like an unnecessarily, like, bad innuendo-laden quote to really describe
4: Cleopatra. Uh, In front of an obelisk. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, from that, like, every time Mac, like, has another love interest, can we start referring to that as them raising him to godhood? (laughs) 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 <laughs> so, random reporter lady raises Mac to God. <laughs> Yikes! I like
4: that. Uh, but this is where we also learn that Marcus Constantine was a Roman general.
0: Right. His name is actually just Roman Romanstein, <laughs> Roman
3: general of Rome.
4: <laughs> Roman general.
3: So Mac leaves, I guess, Nefertiri back on the barge with Maurice. With Maurice to, yeah. Who knows what he's making her chicken? So.
4: Coca fan, right? God, well, Maurice, why?
3: Uh, and Matt goes back to the museum to talk to Mark, Marky Marky Marcus. Marky Marcus. Marky, 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 Marky,
4: Mark Marky. Marky Marcus. Um
3: Marcus accuses his little cohort of staging the robbery. Yeah. It's like you have no proof. And he's like you kind never call the police. <laughs>
4: But before we can find out what he means by that, Mac saunters in, and, and
3: then, uh, they kind of hit it off.
4: Uh, like yeah. Mac,
3: Mac thinks this guy's like immediately buds. Yeah, Mac thinks yeah. this guy's like bad they're news, start, and it turns macking. out he's like kind of a good guy. He's like a yeah. great guy.
4: He seems like a good guy. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. So he the, he's d- dedicated his life to history
0: because he believes we should learn from our mistakes. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> I I used to make history. Now I try to preserve it.
4: Hmm. And I have a note here that the music is okay. <laughs>
0: like i'm an okay
5: scene yeah i'm
4: glad it has some okay music yeah i was like this music isn't awful and doesn't want to make me like rip my ears out so i don't know
5: completely screw it up yeah
4: roger bellon he's a he's across the board on this episode
5: (laughs) constantine immediately won me over like you're one of the helper immortals i like that that's nice also you like history so how bad can you be awesome but i did i did notice uh on my second watch through this that the suit of armor that he's looking at is on like it looks like a department store mannequin that he's (laughs) he's gotten somewhere it's the most amazing thing to look at
4: and that was like allegedly his armor that he
0: wore it's in pretty good condition in rome
5: it's nice it's like a (laughs) arc
0: for this character to go on Mm -hmm. i think the thing that bothers me the most about this episode is there are a lot of good things in it yeah this is a good character yeah who's like Doing something kind of interesting.
5: I read somewhere that uh, that he was like they were going to set him up as sort of like a new Darius character. Oh, and that yeah. just didn't stick.
0: Huh. That makes sense. That I mean, I'd be into that. It would work. Yeah. Spoiler: alert, He doesn't die. Yeah. In this episode that we know of. <laughs> we know. <laughs> actually, that's actually what happens as soon as the credits roll. Mac Waxes. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I changed my mind. Yeah. See ya.
4: Never mind.
3: So, back on the barge, Maurice is hitting on Nefertiri. He's like, are you into older men? You...
4: <laughs> oh, God.
3: But she oh, says, I
4: haven't old... met one. Right. Which...
3: which means that she must have been immortal for quite some time.
4: Well, 2,000 years, right?
3: Well, I mean, before that. I'm uh, thinking.
4: It doesn't make sense. Ah,
3: whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, Victor's creeping around. Victor is the uh, the watcher slash, well, hunter, I guess we
0: find out. He's not a watcher. Why, why does he come for her instead of I, for him? I, uh. I
4: think that he, like, found out who Mac was, and then Mac's still with Constantine. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm going to go to Mac's barge and, like, get him when he comes back. And then Nefertiri happens to be there.
3: So he busts into the barge. He's got a knife, right? Or no? Oh, he has a gun. He has a gun. He's got a gun, yeah. yeah. But no sword. No sword, yeah. So I don't know what his plan was. Uh, uh, but he makes a, kind of a comment... red knife somewhere in there. He yeah. makes some comment that he's like, I came to Paris for the Roman, Yeah. but I get you and Mac as like a bonus thing. Like I could see if his scheme was like, Marcus knows where Nefertiri is, so I'm going to... Wait for him to find her. That way I can kill her and kill him. He does not know about Nefertiri.
0: So he like, clearly does, though, because he staged the robbery of the sarcophagus. At some but point, I guess at some he, point he At some point he, he, point he, find, he, he My, my point is, is, is
3: that he makes the comment, I only came here for the Roman initially, right? Yeah, that's fine. Right, that's fine. So if he came there for the Roman, what is this ruse? Like, he, he works for the guy. He's his friend. Like, they've clearly been looking for Nefertiri for... Like, he came there to kill him. I just don't understand... This relationship he has with everybody. It's a
0: long con. Why? (laughs) Like, why the long con? he's, He's, he's He's one guy, he's there by himself, he's building trust. He's learning as much as he can.
3: I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, this is, his mission this is to go This episode has guy. so
0: many stupid things <laughs> in it. We're, like, focusing on the things that are actually kind of believable. Right. Like, it's totally believable to me that he, like, observes this guy for a good long while before he'd want to make him, his move. And then in the course of that, discovers other opportunities for killing things that he hates. Mm. Totally acceptable. Mm-hmm. I feel that like is- he's
5: also just really bad, you know, thinking on his feet, just judging by his actions in the barge.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah.
4: I mean, he could still be not do this. but... Also, another recurrence of the B-word, yep. he says, uh, don't lie to me, you immortal bitch.
0: Yep, there yeah, we go. Why, yeah. why do we have such a problem with this? We've said "come orgy on this show <laughs> six times. It's different. It is different. I'm sure it's like they use it in the most misogynistic way they can.
4: And, like, they always seem to really relish saying
0: it. Yeah. And it's and it often
3: followed, like you said, it, like he says, like, lying bitch. Like, yeah. I feel like that's come up before. Like, uh, the guy who called test the B-word. Yeah. Like, he was like, give me your purse. And she's like, I don't have that, like, a, a yeah. purse. And he's like, you're a lying bitch. It's like, yeah.
4: whoa. Yikes. It's very, I don't know. I don't like it. Don't like it. Just surprised how much this flies on 90s. TV, but
0: whatever. It was like the one yeah. word they were allowed to say on 90s TV.
4: That's yeah. what
5: I was going to say, yeah. I mean, like, maybe it's also just, you know, just, that's a, that's about as edgy as we can get on, you know, network TV. And uh. is it, we're
0: still talking pre here, so... Yeah, right,
5: I forgot. Uh, I mean, Pete. for me, it's better than your woman, so... Yeah, right. yeah. yeah.
0: I yeah. hate uh. your woman. That
3: hasn't come up much, has it? I don't think recently. Not lately, Maybe not no. in your no. lives,
5: guys. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. oh, no, bum, I mean, bum. I just mean I like... Every once in a while, McLeod just comes <laughs> into uh, uh, my
0: mind. Great. I thought that was, like, an unfortunate comment about the state of, like, rape
5: culture. <laughs> but, all right, that's way better. That's way better. I mean, if you want to have the conversation, thinking. we can, but then...
4: Hasn't stopped us before.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, back at the museum, Marcus is telling Mac that it took him centuries to find Nefertiri, and he was in love with her. Mm. Uh, so, we get a flashback with... All sorts of butt, like yeah. like some Egyptian thong, yeah, the something. oldie thong, yeah. Yeah. It
0: looks like yeah. took, like toilet paper, and like <laughs> totally tied it into a knot, and dr- dressed a, a set with it. Yeah, and well. dressed the whole set with it. <laughs> just tp would like stone room. This episode brought to you by Charmin. So yeah. they're just
3: like making out a lot
4: with That's, like kitty cat meows. Oh, so
3: distracting. So
4: like, yeah, I would do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like were cats? I know cats in Egypt is like a thing, but was it like that prevalent? Just cats everywhere. that they're just like cats all over the place, meowing. Like,
5: Maybe she was a cat lady. I don't know. Oh, that's oh. actually she's already an old crazy cat yeah. lady. <laughs> <laughs> At this point. And so
3: that's that's all this flashback is. All they do is li- they just make out.
0: Well, they talk
4: about like loyalty her. and like she's like you know if it came down to you or my queen, I'd pick my queen. They're kind of establishing like where her Mm -hmm. loyalties lie,
0: and like trying to say like, "Oh, like, will you protect me?" I forget all of that. (laughs) My Could just go from like thong. uh, (laughs) She has a crazy Egyptian thong.
3: That's it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You're just a Cisco fan.
0: This is (laughs) Cisco fan.
4: Like it when the beat go. Like it, Nefertiti go.
0: Right. Guys, what are dumps like a truck? Oh,
4: boy, guys, <laughs> like what? What? <laughs> <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> I know Nefertiri has some problems adjusting to the conveniences of modern life. Dustbusters are a problem. Those little tiny horses that are in your car, but clocks will not stump her anymore because she can turn to the Highlander catalog for all her time telling needs. Sunrise, sunset, sundial. Time passes slowly when you're immortal. The days blend one into another. The sun seems to tread slower along its path. What better way to record the passing of time than with this Highlander sundial? (laughs) (laughs) Roman numerals are deeply engraved in this... (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Roman... (laughs) This is a good... Roman numerals are deeply engraved in this extremely heavy cast (laughs) pewter... (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> <time
4: piece. laughs> that's a selling point. This Roman numerals are as
5: deeply ingrained as her hatred for Constantine and Rome. So, that's just right. to describe, we should
3: try to put a picture of some of this catalog <laughs> stuff on our Facebook page. But it looks extremely heavy. Pewter sundial. Uh, it just says the word Highlander on it, and the like the sundial part, like this the thing that sticks up, mm-hmm. is a sword
0: handle. <laughs> that's that's it. So, the mer- that's a stronger connection than a lot of the things in that catalog. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the, the merchandise, I mean, like, what TV
3: show is, like, we've run out of ideas. What can we put in the catalog? Oh, a
4: sundial. That's, like, tangentially related. Time. And,
0: and that is about time? Yeah. <laughs> cool.
4: oh, how, much do you, how much do we
3: think the sundial cost in 1999 money? $199.
4: $250. Liz?
3: I'm going to say 130 Wow, everyone way overshot. Oh. It's <laughs> the very affordable price of $79. But uh, that cheap it,
4: it has deeply engraved Roman numerals. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> <But>, I mean... <laughs> I think that's a bargain if you Ooh, like telling we'll time Tiri by going outside on <laughs> a sunny day. The convenience of... Hmm? I said, well, never, Tiri, not buy it because they're Roman numerals. Oh, <laughs> you're right. In. You're right, yeah. She's not going to buy that. <laughs>
2: All right,
0: so we're back but, on the barge. Oh, um, but just to pause here, Okay, this sorry. This is where we, like, sort of get the seeds of things to come mm. because she's, like... Assuming that because they're intimate, he will protect her no matter what, forever and ever. And, of course, that doesn't quite happen. Right.
5: It's kind of a jerk move, considering it's like, he's got his own loyalties, too. But she's like, no, obviously mine take precedent. Yeah. Yeah, true. So, back on the
0: barge,
3: Mac, I guess, finds the body.
4: Yeah, he finds Victor,
5: and she's just like, "I had to do it. I had no
3: choice." It's like, "Okay, commercial break." Yeah, and then it cuts back, and it, Mac is just like coming in, and he's like, "I took care of that." It's yeah. like, what did you do to the body? Like, he, he dumped it. Care of it. Yeah, the yeah. shady stuff Mac does like off screen is amazing. Yeah. I and would accept that a this pig is. A- pig farm.
5: I would just accept that this is where Maurice is useful. Like, that is the one reason I would accept his presence, continued presence in the shows. Like, maybe maybe he's just really good at burying things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's just a really shady bag man.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or he just hides all the bar- uh, all the bodies on Maurice's barge. Or yeah. in his stew. He eats <laughs> them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He cooks them.
3: So she thinks that Marky Marcus sent this guy to kill her. Yeah. Like, that this is his whole scheme. And Max's like, uh-uh. No, he's a good guy. He's changed. Yeah. He's changed. He's, he's changed. Uh, so we get another flashback, and I guess this is the, uh, the falling apart of <laughs> This is, Amen
4: has something to say. All right, well, they, go on Amen. This is so goofy. <laughs> this looks like an episode of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, it like, it well, looks like a, a they're school, in the shrine of
0: the silver like. monkey. Yeah. I, don't know,
5: I feel like this was the least goofy, like, you know, flashback scene for me so far in terms of like costuming and, and, and set design. I, I mean, don't, and don't something
0: actually happened. That's things, true. things that's occurred.
5: True. I feel like, I feel like throughout, like it was, you know, the, the inspiration for costumes and set, in in this episode was like a combination of like Cecil B DeMille's the 10 commandments and like party city.
4: Yeah, definitely. A lot of gold spray paint in this scene. So much. Nefertari is fighting off some Roman guards. So I guess and, they're and housing them. Yeah. And then Marcus comes in and they fight a little bit.
0: A yeah. very a very little bit. Yeah. yeah. So she's all amped up and wants to kill him. He doesn't want to hurt her. He's just like, I'm just doing my job, here to conquer, because I have to. But, like, you don't have to get hurt. Right. But she's not into it. But then, I guess, she, she runs away after some other guards show up. So, like, some Egyptian guys show up. I assume because they're shirtless. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they're <laughs> different I mean, shields. Yeah, that, yeah, Yeah. it's the only indicator. It's like, okay, only Romans wear clothes. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually why Rome conquered the earth because they figured out that you had to wear clothes. <laughs> anyway, oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, that's that,
5: If they discovered pants like... earlier, imagine what could have what could have been, you know? Yeah, yeah. The
0: <laughs> world as we know it would be totally different. And I, I was still, I still had questions
3: at this point about both of their immortality. Like, I, I, I never knew if she was immortal before her this death in the sarcophagus, or if even he knew he was immortal. Like, I, yeah. I was never clear. Totally. They both know. I guess. The, but there's no reason to assume they
0: don't
5: know. I don't know.
4: I was unsure myself.
5: Mm. Yeah, I think I just <laughs> assume that they know unless unless there's, unless there's it's said otherwise.
4: Yeah, they know because, like, she's not surprised to see him yeah. in yeah. the museum. That's true. Yeah.
5: Mm. Though she Thinking... would have known beforehand, though, wouldn't she? I
4: like, thought... not before seeing him in the museum, right?
5: Well, not before. I mean, like. Well... Like,
4: if she, if she didn't know he was. Alive. She would have died she...
5: and been buried in the sarcophagus
3: after this meeting.
5: Right, but I feel like, I, or or maybe I'm getting ahead of maybe I'm getting ahead of the episodes here. But I feel like she would have had that feeling that this this is like a pre-immortal. Oh, uh, uh,
3: pre-me, free me, sorry. Yeah, I don't pre-me. Sorry,
5: <laughs> pre-me. Pre-me. I don't know. I feel like I feel like if he weren't yet immortal, at the very least, like there would have been some sort of, or at least there, you know, should have been some sort of like mentoring angle or something. Unless yeah, they were the- both not immortal at at the time in which case it would have been a whole like bigger mess
4: yeah and mac doesn't like lay down any immortal tutelage she he's just like throwing dustbusters in her face (laughs) (laughs) and this is electricity yeah
3: so back in the present nefertyria i guess does not want to forgive him Uh, And i think this is a cool element uh, especially because the last episode we watched uh warmonger dealt a lot with how long do you have to keep a promise like forgiveness is a big part of the show uh and i think this is interesting like she has not had time to forgive him uh like she's for her, been living her life yeah yeah for her right. this all just happened a week ago and so mac is like trying to convince her like no like he's not that person anymore
4: i feel like mac could have i mean again it's a tv episode so we have to <laughs> do it quick but he's like yeah let's meet with him like for dinner like right. tomorrow <laughs>
5: Yeah, this is not... He's, he's not the best therapist. Like, this is not how you ease someone, like, out of yeah. the trauma of everything that's happened, like, in, like, the past few days of her consciousness. It just seems quick. It's like, yeah. it happened yeah. a long time ago, like, not for her. It's like, well, let's just, yeah. let's just get... Let's hang out, and it'll be fine.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I think go of hanging out. Yeah. Another, another cool element, I think, of this story idea of her not being around for so long is that, like, your identity, she's kind of, I think, lost in this scenario. Like, everything, you know she is is gone so it's like that's how does true. she now define herself so she falls back on hating marcus and stuff like mm-hmm. that's all she knows uh, right and it's the only it thing
0: is, that can be consistent between her previous life and now right hmm. neat stuff neat stuff that and feeding mac grapes oh yeah so, oh
2: god
0: then we get to <laughs> kissing so fucking yeah. yeah then picks <laughs> her up and runs a lap yeah <laughs> I don't, I don't understand what happens. Yeah. Mag lifts her off the ground and just does like a, a tour of the room and returns from whence he came. And
4: she's just like, oh, kiss me. And he's just like, all right, guess I'm going to. Yeah. I wasn't into this before, but now. Yeah. So now that is, we have grapes. So, so this yeah. is the
3: second episode in a row. That he is down to business.
0: And I just, notes again, just say, Tess who? Yeah. (laughs) And this is like, this is pretty graphic again,
5: isn't it? Am I the only, I don't know. It's a great episode if you have a back fetish. If you have a thing for backs, (laughs) this episode is the one for you. Because that's what you see a lot of. Or in sexy
4: backs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And there's also like lots of going up and down and grinding and humping and... (laughs) <laughs> Why am I, Who is this hillbilly? Oh, you just give it the old southern man. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of grinding and going up and down. Are you kids? It's gross. I got grossed out because I'm 12 years old. And then when the, <laughs> when the grapes happened, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> uh. It
3: would have been better if it was the Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. coca
4: Maurice is in
5: the background. <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing if it panned over and showed Maurice. <laughs> Dude, I was half <laughs> expecting that. I mean, like, clearly Mac yeah. doesn't have curtains, so... And why doesn't he have
4: curtains over his barge windows? That's another thing. I'm like, barge windows? Is that the right... Portholes? port-holes? Yeah, sure. Mm. Speaking of portholes... Uh, no, <laughs>
2: no, we're not
4: speaking of portholes. Wow. <laughs> Very good. So,
3: after this... Naturally, they go to church. Um, Take me to church, Marcus and
0: Matt. Got to make it to the church on time.
3: Yeah, uh, okay. they go to Darius's church, which I thought was yeah. a cool reference. Reference? I don't know. A cool callback call back to Defer- yeah. Darius. Yeah, uh, and it's also neat. Marcus, I guess, knows
0: knew Darius. I love. I actually loved this exchange. Yeah, yeah. Because obvious, because Darius was one of the people who sacked Rome. Uh-huh. So yeah. Darius effectively did to Marcus what Marcus ostensibly did to nefertiri that's yeah, interesting like, yeah, and yeah.
3: Then, it also i think shows that like how marcus has changed as a person because he's like oh you knew darius and he was like well he was my enemy and then became my friend the power of time to change these relationships i think is cool
0: right yeah. and as another character darius is like kind of the embodiment of redemption in mm-hmm. this show I we say like about it. a characters in one twelfth of the <laughs> of the show and like one 16th <laughs> no less than that like one thirty-second of the episode. Yes. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's nice that they showed this sort of like forgiveness angle in this uh, in this parallel here with Darius. At the same time, like they probably had a few centuries to get over, you know, right. with the bad blood. So, I, like, that's it, still like, you guys are trying to rush this all, this all quite a bit, and it's like, no, let's just put them together. What could go wrong? But the, it's because the Marcus Mac, the Macus romance
0: <laughs> the is <Marcus>. is strong. <laughs> like he's like, I'm missing Charlie. It's not the
5: same with Maurice. Yeah. It's not the
0: same.
5: With Richie is God knows where. Maybe just feeling that much better because he's been raised to godhood, so to speak. Yeah. He's no, like, that's oh, yeah I has yeah. got raised
0: to godhood. I'm here with my bro. Yeah. We're talking about Darius.
4: <laughs> uh, Get some chess games going. So. Nefertiri, you went in on this. <laughs> also, Mac wants to show off Nefertiri, kind of rub it in
5: Marcus's face. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I had not thought of it that way.
4: Yeah. <laughs> they all
3: meet up on holy ground, and they're like, we're going to have dinner together. So,
0: it's like, hey, you want to have the world's most awkward double date?
3: Yeah. And then they do. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: accompanied by, holy
3: shit, this music is like <laughs> jazz. It's like the cheesiest, like, bluesy, yeah. midi-sounding garbage. The best part is that it becomes
0: part of the dialogue. Yeah, oh, That God. isn't just the music we're hearing. They are <laughs> listening <laughs> and to then, this music. And then... Mac literally goes. He's like,
3: "Is
5: this a uh, Sydney Boucher?" Hmm. Sydney Boucher th- on soprano sax, right?
3: And he's like, "Huh." The phrasing doesn't sound quite right. It's like no shit, it doesn't sound right. It sounds
5: awful. <laughs> it sounds like neither Sydney Boucher nor soprano sax. Do you that's think like this is garbage. what music
3: is like in the Highlander?
0: Like <laughs>
5: that's just how people experience music. Well, in the
0: I mean, Highlander universe, Sydney Boucher was on midi. <laughs> we talk about music as though nothing ever changes. <laughs> I wonder why.
4: Uh, so do you think whenever the music plays on Highlander, the character can hear it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every
3: time. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. So then Mac, mm. he's still on that coffee kick. Who wants some coffee? Yeah. Coffee, 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 coffee. Yeah. So Mac and Marky Marcus go into the other room to be men, and the ladies clean up, and they're in the kitchen, and what's his wife's name? Angela? Angela.
4: Yeah. She's yeah. like
3: being... Overly nice to yeah. Nefertiri and she's like, Oh so like I knew nice it was gonna be awesome." Oh, yeah. Like you're really
5: a great person. Like uh, maybe, so anyway, maybe they let her she, know, like, you know, she's she's a little sore, it's a little weird and touchy between us still, and she's like, I'm just gonna be super nice and let her know that everything's fine and then we won't stab each other. It'll be great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how'd that plan go though? <laughs> <laughs> Twist. Stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> Literally sure, stabbed. twist. Yeah. Stabbed With and twisted. In.
3: Yeah.
4: This is horrifying.
3: <laughs> yep. Like. Uh, so she stabs Angela, like, in the stomach. Yeah. And then she returns to Marcus and just gives him, like, the bloody knife. And she's like, yeah. a life for a life. And Oof. then his reaction is amazing because he's like, hey, Angela! Yeah. And he goes running out of the room in the most comical way possible. He
4: runs like, like Niles Crane. <laughs> like... <laughs> From from your favorite show, Frasier. That's right. <laughs> like he has his like hands up in a, in a like dainty fashion. Yes. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> uh,
5: are you familiar with um narm? No, no. So I think it's from like I think the trope is named after something that happened on Six Feet Under. I want to say where someone died. Like they had like an aneurysm or something, and they were trying to say that they had a numb arm, and it kept going from numb arm, numb arm, into like narm, 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 and then they dropped dead. And it's really meant to refer to moments where, like, it's clearly supposed to be something serious, and in the real world might actually be a scary thing to happen, but when you're watching it, it's just like, this is silly. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like this was a Narm run, you know?
4: This definitely was. <laughs> Until he gets up and runs. It's, like, yeah. pretty, pretty chilling. Um, yeah, and it's, yeah, this it's cold...
3: Blooded, And he's, yeah. like, yeah. over her body, and she's still, like, I don't know. She's, like, taunting. She's, she's like, this. oh, like, yeah. you loved her so much. She was your world. Now she's gone. It's, like, yeah, yeah you I- destroyed my world. Now I've destroyed yours. Yeah. It's, like, yowza. Yikes. So yeah. Mac and her get out of there. Yeah. Um, and we're back at the barge, and he's, like, throwing her out. And-
4: well, he's packing up all her. Oh, I guess they went shopping. Right. <laughs> like, how does she have all this <laughs> stuff to pack? But they had, they had a shopping date. There day. is literally a scene where they went shopping and bought all the things unquestioning. questioning.
3: So he kind of threatens her. He's like, you're lucky I don't take your head. Yeah. Uh, not just Marcus. Yeah. Like yeah. He's, he is not cool with any of this. No. This is an intense scene. It is. Uh, I feel like, well, I guess she throws this, like, sex thing right back at him. She's like, you were supposed to be loyal to me and protect me because we were in bed together.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, then comes. I raised you to godhood. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Four Four times. (laughs) A classic line in the vein of So you break into his house and set him on fire? (laughs) Which is, Uh, (laughs) you used me to get into his home and kill his wife. (laughs) 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 Which is like, (laughs) taken out of context is going to be an amazing clip.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's intense. Also, her send off to him is live and be happy now. Yeah. Is the last thing that she says to Marcus Constantine. Yeah, Marky
4: Marcus.
5: Yeah, she's deplorable.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: He didn't kill Cleopatra himself, like his yeah, no, it's organization she, did or whatever.
5: She's acting like he like single-handedly conquered Alexandria. It's like this is all your f-. I guess, you know, you could argue that she's projecting because everyone else that you could possibly get revenge on is dead, but
4: I guess in a way she's lucky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that she's got
5: one person around that she can still murder. Yeah. <laughs> So,
3: we're at the graveyard, and I guess Mac and Marcus are at Angela's grave. Yeah. Funerals in this show happen very quickly. Yep. (laughs) Like, next day.
5: I mean, I don't know if you guys noticed, but that is a really old and, like, she must have gotten a used grave marker. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, it's in the center of the shot as they're panning up, and you're just, like, seeing every, like, bit of, like, weathering and, like, chipping (laughs) on it. And, like, was she buried in the 1200s all of a sudden?
0: Yeah, <laughs> they actually the, just like disinterred someone <laughs> and replace it. They're just like I like this text. We'll yeah. just replace it. Find someone else named Angela that's buried. <laughs>
4: that space is at a premium in France, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so Mac and Marcus
3: are upset. I guess they're both upset with themselves. That right. Marcus is upset that he even, I guess, thought he could patch things up with Neverteary. Mm-hmm. Mac is upset that he kind of facilitated all of this stuff happening. Cause, cause
0: this was Marcus's whole plan. Like, he wanted to find her and, right. like, make it right. And <laughs> instead, she made his wife dead. Yeah. 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 High, bo- high body count in this episode.
4: So, like, do we Is think... There, I don't know, a couple. Two? Two? Two. Oh, God, that's yeah. more than... That's. I agree that that's more than one.
5: <laughs> <laughs> some
0: soldiers. Yeah, some soldiers. Yeah. Cleopatra.
5: Everyone's not that.
0: If you really... If you count the entire Egyptian civilization, yeah. there are so many. You're right, Keith. <laughs> Wow, what a body count. <laughs> Let the bodies hit the flow. <laughs> Very good. So there's a
2: there,
0: there's
3: a buzz and Nefertiri shows up shows up wearing weird, an outfit.
4: Like,
0: yeah.
5: Like a headband, because why not?
4: Yeah, yeah a
0: headband. Well, you, you, she's Egyptian, right? We need to we
4: need uh, to really drive this right. home. Yeah. Wait, she's Egyptian? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> She went to, like, Halloween Adventure and got... <laughs> well, that's definitely where she got that stuff. Got, like, up. a Prince of Egypt costume. <laughs> so she wants to fight Marcus.
3: Marcus refuses to fight her. Also, yeah. my note here just says... Oh, holy ground or nah.
5: That's yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Where I was are wondering
5: they? About that. Like, I, and where do they drift into? Are they supposed to be is it is there is there some sort of sweet spot they're standing in that's between like the cemetery and the church that's suddenly that's okay for a fight? Yeah, I didn't I even don't think
4: know. about that. So they're definitely at the grave, right? I thought so It's yeah. heavily like, implied. slowly implied. walked. yeah. It yeah.
0: was they walked far enough away from it.
4: Because then when they fight, it looks like they go into like a section of
0: the museum maybe it's just like the joke in Johnny dangerously <laughs> where they're just like walking down the street and Michael Keaton is talking about how he never knew any members of his family. And then they're just in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and they're just
5: like, where the hell are we? I feel like so- like this, this, this is some sort of like weird gallery that's set up just for the fight, but you know, the- theoretically, or I assume, but at the same time looking at it, I'm like, man, I feel like some photographers, some photographers going to walk in later and like, you know, oh, an engagement photo shoot is just ruined. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what this felt like
3: that this was like the like the room for a wedding that was like <laughs> going to take place.
4: There. I read that they ran into like a dove soap commercial. <laughs>
5: <laughs> or a Prince video. It's very purple and just birds. Yeah, yeah. 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 So there's a
3: fight that starts with Mac
5: and her.
2: Yeah.
3: At first, I think this is all, like, I'm like, in my notes, it's like, this looks really cool. Like, they go into this white room. Yeah. And it's like, everything is white. Like, she's in white. I'm like, this is, like, really dramatic and stark looking. And then it's like, oh, this doesn't look good at all. Because then they're like, oh, no, it's purple now. And now it's yeah. red. And now it's purple again. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's weird. Like, I don't know why they did this. What is the point of these weird filters? I don't know. I don't know either.
4: Make it look cool?
3: It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Someone thought they were
5: making art. Like,
4: Mac,
3: yeah, Mac gets definitely. stabbed twice, and both times he gets stabbed, the screen turns red. Oh, I didn't notice that. It's
5: yeah. oh. deep, Keith. You wouldn't get it.
3: <laughs> I think
4: that symbolizes his pain. I think that symbolizes the blood that comes out of his stab wound.
5: <laughs> I do have a quick question, though. Yes. Where, where do we think, like, where do we assume she got her sword from? I have no idea. Who knows? Did she steal it
4: from the museum?
5: Probably. Maybe. God, if you can just walk in are. and touch anything, so apparently.
4: Yeah, she was touching stuff, lifting up bowls, she put some things in her purse,
0: so like, why not?
5: <laughs> yeah, It's fine. Yeah. Who cares? Like, the best I sure. could explain to myself is, like, she uh, maybe had it lying in a trunk somewhere. She spotted it while she was on the floor.
0: Oh, there it is. There's my, <laughs> there's my old sword.
4: <laughs> is, is that the same sword she had in the flashback? Oh, dear. I didn't take it. Maybe. Good gravy.
0: Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> so, Mac wins, and he takes her head. Okay, yeah. this fight, we did, we did we're did. we not doing this fight just. Okay. We <laughs> talked about the absurd filter things that are, <laughs> yeah. like, flashing in and out. Also, like, the weird Dutch angles are back. Like, again, yeah. it yeah. just kind of looks like somebody kicked the camera over. She's seemingly beating him mm-hmm. for like the entire fight until he like does a barrel roll yeah. and, somehow t- and somehow her head comes off. Like he rolls on the ground yeah. and she is dead. The sword,
4: like the angle of his sword strike to her head, didn't make any sense.
0: Also, you're literally doing a somersault. Like, what is going on here? Yeah, I, I feel don't know. like she
5: was she was more on top of her choreography. I mean, like, not. Well, wait, hang on. I'm not going to say that. You know, I'm not going to criticize Adrian Paul's. Dedication to his choreography and his, and his style. But I feel like this one was mapped out in a way that just... Like, she really threw herself into the fight pretty well, considering, like, Marcus Constantine's fighting earlier. But in meanwhile, he's just sort of doing, like you said, the random somersaults. It's a little weird and half-assed. And also, doesn't she, like, slam him into what looks like a giant bird cage? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Which is filled with birds! <laughs> so which is yeah. birds. birds! Live yeah. birds! Which is... Ah, man, so when this quickening happens... Well, there's confetti like everywhere. Yeah. So Is this... that
0: funfetti? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: so I guess that looks cool. Like I don't know. No. I mean it,
0: no. it doesn't. <laughs>
3: if you're wrong about that. <laughs> it always helps when there's stuff flying around. It does yeah. help when there's
4: stuff flying around. Uh, yeah. But oh man, are did I see feathers though? Like there
3: are feathers I, I everywhere. I so, the yeah. I so wanted yeah. the the, <laughs> <carriages> <laughs> the birds to explode. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I wanted the carriages just to come to the bird cage and just. <laughs>
4: Uh, Like that video of the baseball player throwing a ball (laughs) into a bird
0: (laughs) and the bird (laughs) explodes. That's so intense. I
4: should be so much more sad
5: about that than
0: I am. (laughs) No, it's amazing. (laughs) Guys, what is it like when doves cry? (laughs) Like this.
3: (laughs) Uh, So this is all over. Mac and Mad Marky Marcus are up on his barge. Uh, So they're reminiscing about Darius and they're like, she was an extraordinary woman sure was I she guess. was extraordinarily evil yeah. yeah and then that was kind of it yep it's a it's a weird ending like i feel it like the, the episode doesn't really wrap up some of the themes of the episode or i don't
0: know I don't it's know. just guys, odd guys how how could someone so much love turn into so much hate oh my. <laughs> i <laughs> don't know i that guess is the stated question of this episode at the during this denouement Maybe getting buried alive for 2,000 years. No, she was clearly terrible before that. Yeah.
3: So how about we take a listen to Bill Panzer and David Abramowitz's thoughts on this episode? this episode called called The Farrells? Dennis Barry.
1: Dennis is famous for his (laughs) sweeping (laughs) camera moves whenever he's given an opportunity. And he's also famous for his love of the female body where so his this love of the female more body. In it than any Highlander episode before or since, and uh, Nia people's body double will be the first person to tell you that when she got out of that sarcophagus in the uh, warehouse, that it was very, very cold. <laughs> Duncan and Nia are what? having their love scene, and when Nia and Constantine are having their love scene, I mean, this is pretty good stuff. <laughs> and we this tried pretty... to use as much Ooh. of it as we possibly could. Of course. Every now and then you have an episode or an actress that comes off the screen. And God, did she come off the screen? Ugh. She was so and on the screen. <laughs> beautiful. Stop. And no. You, you no, know no, that no. She no. Was, you know that she's beautiful is that when she was playing her scene with Adrian and their, their lovemaking scene, people would pass by the door as you were watching dailies and peek in and come and watch half an hour of dailies just to watch the two of them. Because they were so, they so lecherous <laughs> and yeah. so incredibly sexy together, um, and she was also a pretty good actress. <laughs> One <laughs> of an immortal's greatest fears is to be buried alive and probably unfound for thousands of years. And we thought it was an interesting notion that, out of such great loyalty, that an immortal would choose to be buried knowing that she would revive and come back uh, okay. who knows when out of loyalty to her queen thought that was kind of cool <laughs> the all small, I, I think it's not but but maybe. it's amazing what a set designer can do when they've got just the right few props the right few touches some gauze some fabric and suddenly you're transported uh, into another world yeah I and mean, right. i think it's it's pretty amazing that these guys both you know at We've already, we always talk about Steve Gagan in, uh, in Canada, but the guys in France did a fabulous job as well. These were the oldest two immortals, uh, Constantine and Nefertiri, that we had had since Darius and until we got to Mythos. In fact, Constantine was our first attempt to replace a Darius like character for McLeod to have somebody to talk with who was older and more experienced than he, he was, and as things happen in television that didn't exactly work out, but then that's why we got Peter Wingfield to play Mythos. Nia that's uh, interesting. was our choice so to we do the part, but as a historical mythos. note, hmm. Catherine Zeta-Jones also wanted to do the part. What a difference a decade makes. The sword fight was pretty huh. bold because what Nia lacked the experience. Bold. She made up for in ferocity. And if you look at it, and you'll nobody ever came at Duncan with such incredible aggressiveness. She was not pulling her punches. There was no attempt to at slow down, half speed, soften the shock. She just went at him and everybody was just hoping that Adrian could take care of himself. Which she could. <laughs> <laughs> it's very kind that in all of the email fan mail conventions and all of the times we've discussed this episode I think it's very kind that none of you have wondered why we allowed a 2,000 year old person to get out of a sarcophagus where they've been imprisoned for that long speaking perfect English <laughs> thanks for your understanding
0: alright until now cause we're the worst and we questioned why she got out of the sarcophagus speaking English guys what time is it
3: Game time? Question answered, yes. (laughs) What what time is it? Game time. All right, so uh, we're going to play Keyword. Liz, do you want to join us for this game? Oh, God. Uh, Okay.
5: Okay, yes. so I mean, yes, of... I would love yes.
3: to. <laughs> so the rules of the game are simple. I'm going to read some IMDb keywords uh, for some previous episodes we've discussed. And each uh, keyword are ordered in points from their least relevant to most relevant. And uh, the sooner you guess the correct answer, the more points you get. So are we ready to play keyword? Yes. Let's bang. All right. Liz, Amy, and Kyle, are you ready for round one? Yep. All sure. right. Here we go. 1660s, <laughs> 17th century, 1840s, sword and sorcery, <laughs> 19, 19th century. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> Healer. Shit. Oh, uh, midwife, <sighs> saving grace. Bam. Damn. Kyle gets four points.
5: I just remembered. Good I'm job. really bad at remembering episode titles. Me too. So say we all. Awesome. About it.
3: So the uh, remaining clues in this round were medical researcher, what? Stalker, and obsessive lover. Ooh. All right. Oh, my. Uh, And now, round two, our first clue two word title. What? (laughs) Reference to the tooth fairy, reference to Barbara Walsh. Bad day in building A. Photo development, uh, deadly medicine, missing person. Six points for uh, seven points for Kyle for photo Damn. development. Damn,
4: two word title is a goddamn two word, word title was a keyword. Oh, and I'm an idiot because I said something with like much more words than. That. <laughs> day in building A. Uh,
3: the other oh, keywords my. in this uh, round were missing person, latex gloves, <laughs> escape. Ooh. Camera Crooked Doctor <laughs> and Human <laughs> Experimentation Wow, Crooked Doctor crooked is doctor. really good Alright, round three The score is currently Kyle in the lead with 11 points Amen has zero Liz, first time player big time, <laughs> not winner
5: <laughs> Ouch I'm Are used you to it.
3: Okay. <laughs> All right. Round three. Here we go. 19th century. 1880s. Sword and sorcery. <laughs> Villainous. Mm-hmm. Wolf in sheep's clothing. Hidden agenda.
0: Freefall.
2: Yes. <laughs> oh, that's yes. the one. Yeah. What?
0: Wolf she, in sheep's clothing. Wolf in sheep's Hidden agenda. agenda. Wow. Um, Beep, beep, beep,
4: beep. That's something I got. Something you
0: got a point. One that of was one. the last one <laughs> in
3: agenda. Yeah, there, really? there were only six keywords for this one, as opposed to deadly medicine, like which like had this twenty-six. Episode. I yeah. had to cut most of them wow. out. <laughs> wow. Well, crazy. After three rounds, the English score <laughs> is Amen a- 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 with one, Kyle with eleven. However, I've got. A double bonus
2: round. Oh, a oh
3: double man. Bonus round? Double b- bonus. What makes it a double bonus? Because there's two bonuses. Buckle up, everybody. <laughs> <I'm confused.
4: laughs> bonus see. round one. That's All just right. math. <laughs> two is double.
3: 1670s. Uh. 17th century.
0: Scotland.
4: <laughs> is that it? That's it. Family tree.
0: <laughs> um.
4: Oh, wait. Uh... Wow! Awesome.
0: <laughs> That's
4: it. Revenge of the
0: Sword. Which I'm trying to remember which ones we actually go back to Scotland for now. Uh, hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: All right, the time gator. is out. <laughs> what is it? The correct answer is Unholy Alliance Part One. <laughs> what? Wait, <laughs> the really? Only yes for it? <laughs> How is that possible? Hey, don't ask me. Ask the internet. <laughs> Bonus round number <laughs> Wait, two. It, Read me those clues again. Bon- yeah, it's it's obvious that it's unholy alliance part one. I'll read them slower. Seventeenth century,
0: sixteen seventies. Oh, and Scotland. Oh, they guess they have the flashback to the night fight in Scotland. I guess I I
4: misheard you. 1670s. Yeah, Uh, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, if you said 1660s. (laughs) All right. Like,
3: oh, obviously,
0: right. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: (laughs) And finally, bonus round number two. Darius. Here we go. 1810s. 19th century. Napoleonic Wars. Scottish regiment.
4: Band of Brothers. Heyman's out.
3: No uh.
2: hmm. oh, crud.
4: So there's a uh,
0: for evil's sake. Kyle's out. Oh. Liz. No, I can't take a chance the to pull it up. Mm. I, actually, I was gonna guess Band of Brothers. Okay. Oh, this that. is on Holy Alliance Part Two.
5: Yes. Uh, <laughs> what? what?
0: Holy Alliance Part Two, uh, Alliance Part Two has this. Uh,
5: oh, yeah. Mm, yeah okay. <gasps> Sorry,
3: guys. I don't think anyone's a winner, really.
5: Oh, I, I, except, for well, except for me, because yeah, I literally real won.
0: Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, yeah. Kyle got, is murdering me in these games. Yeah. Well, you won the last one,
4: which oh, I'm a little I? salty about, uh, but it's okay. You salty dog. That's a sailing term.
3: So, guys, this episode, final
0: thoughts. Kyle, you, you brought up a good point, I think. Why is this episode called The Pharaoh's Daughter? <laughs> There's no Pharaoh, and yeah. there are no daughters. <laughs>
5: That's, that's a good that's question. That's how I can connect to that. Like, that phrase is, like, a biblical reference, I guess. Is it? Oh, I mean, yeah, that's, it's, that's um, how um, Bithya is. Bith, oh, God, I, if I'm remembering CCD don't right Don't even know all, who I, that is. Or maybe I'm just remembering the Ten Commandments. But, like, I'm pretty sure Bithya is the, uh, the one who, uh, like, the foster mother who took Moses out of the river. Uh. I think she's referred to as Pharaoh's daughter.
3: I think maybe? you're right. It definitely is a uh, biblical term, but still has, it has for nothing what, to do with anything. For what, to do with, yeah. for,
5: for what thing? Uh,
4: Duncan is Moses.
5: <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> well, she's a child of Egypt, maybe? I'm,
0: yeah, I guess. I don't understand this. Yikes, it doesn't huh? make any sense. What's like the... We never encounter a pharaoh.
5: Well, Cleopatra. A dead s- one.
0: And, it's not, and dead she's pharaoh. not her daughter. No. She's, in fact, much older than her. Maybe there's a poster of Pharaoh
4: Fawcett in Max. Pharaoh
5: uh, <laughs> Fawcett. <laughs> <laughs> Record. Hey, woof. Uh, that's yeah, a
4: what the hell question. is going on? I guess on she's here. she's the Pharaoh se- sex.
5: Pharaoh sex. Talk twist, it's Angela. Yeah. Boo. <laughs>
4: oh, Angela's the Pharaoh's daughter?
0: <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> that's an, that's an edited go. Go. scene. So, Kyle,
0: final thoughts on this episode. There are two separate good episodes here, neither of which makes it into this episode. (laughs) (laughs) The whole, like, re-education of, like, what's a dust devil is, like, really (laughs) good. Like, that is really funny, and there are parts of that that are really comedic. And I feel like just in a straight-up comedic episode, that would be interesting. Mm. And then this whole vengeance aspect is also good. Like, this tension between someone who's just come back, this wound is still raw, they have to, like, define their identity by keeping this old hatred alive, that is also good. They should not exist in the same episode. (laughs) Like, it should not be one and the same, and this episode just feels like they knew this episode was bad, but they had, like, a really hot actress, so they called it good. They're like, we don't need to make this any better. We'll just have them make out, and it'll be fine. Mm. (laughs) Well,
4: it's, I guess it's a symptom of 90s, like, episodic TV like this is the whole episode could have been just like, you've been buried for 2,000 years. Here's the new world. Like, let's get used to it. Like, them having to have a sword fight at the end of the, yeah, every
0: episode sometimes is a problem. But they don't, though. They don't always have to have a sword fight at the end of the episode. Right. We just, we did our quickening count last episode.
4: But there's and usually there's some been shockingly little sword fighting. Yeah, but there's always some like kind of fight or like action element at
0: the end of the episode. So, so maybe the climax of this episode is just destroying Danny Trejo's nuts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the climax of the whole episode.
3: Liz, do you have any uh, final thoughts on this episode?
5: Uh, I really hate Maurice.
0: Just wow. much. No, I, no. I still like Maurice. Maurice could have been a fun foil for her, like, Maurice trying to show her the world and then Mac <laughs> having to correct Maurice. And Maurice continually trying to nuts. get in her pants. Yeah. 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 So, Also, uh, I have yet another thought. Sure. Why is the hunter character in this? What role does he play in anything? None. Insofar as he was in this thing, it might have been interesting if... Mac was making progress toward bringing these two worlds together. She's maybe acclimating to the idea that Marcus has changed. Then this guy makes her move, and that defeats the forward progress. And she's convinced that he tried to kill her. Like maybe then there'd be like some some legs to this plot. But I almost read it as like it was like a setup to show that she's like has a violent side or something. We already learned that from the things she did to Danny Trejo's nards and, and then the, the things flashback. she did to, like, the, the flashbacks where she kills the Roman soldiers. Like, we already know that she can fight. And she's, like, immortal. Of course she can, like, scrap.
4: Yeah, that's, that's like, how I read the tone of the scene, though, was like, Mac comes home to find, like, a dead guy. And it's like, oh, maybe she's not, like, so innocent. Because Mac's kind of but underestimating Max, her. But Mac's way into that. <laughs>
3: Yeah, they have sex right after she murders someone, and, yeah. he, and he destroys a body or something.
0: That's I true. Go, Yeah, I dump that body in a mine shaft. Uh, <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> some great stuff. You have shafts. You're all welcome. Uh
3: boy. Kyle, how many uh, from one to five? How many Egyptian sarcophagi? would you give this episode
0: this gets two sir Guff-a-guy. Two.
3: oh i didn't give my final thoughts on this episode no you did <laughs> sorry <laughs> you coward <laughs> <laughs> no I, I agree with a lot of what you said kyle i feel like this is should either be a fairly serious episode about like forgiveness and people changing and you know that's those sort of issues or this i i think i'd prefer this episode to just be funny
0: because some uh, of those elements are legit funny. She, yeah, her trying to blow out the the lamp and being scared of a vacuum cleaner is funny. Yeah, um, her punching a cop in the face and not getting arrested for it also funny. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, hey Amen. How many Bobo tra- Danny Trejo's <laughs> 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 would you give this episode?
4: Uh, I yeah, I, I think two.
3: Another two. Yeah,
4: two nuts. <laughs> two nuts. One for each of his non-existent nards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: uh and liz how many on a scale of one to five exploding quickening doves would you give
0: <laughs> this episode
5: those poor doves um just just given the uh the character concepts that i like those a lot and um no that's really about it uh, and and some bonus points for history i'm gonna say can i are, are halves allowed can i give two and a half sure it's unprecedented we'll allow it. yeah oh, okay <laughs>
0: It's half actually just of a dove the dove exploded. It, it's actually just the extra crispy thighs of that half dove that remained <laughs> After it was cooked by the lightning. Yeah. That's the best way to enjoy dove. Yeah. <laughs> like, they actually like just queen. the quickening turned them all into little chicken sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. I I will I'll give this episode three. I, How many throbbing
3: obelisks do you give <laughs> this episode? <laughs> three throbbing obelisks, I think. Three,
0: three throbbing. Yeah. Oh, wow. all right. That's, that's a lot of throb. Uh... <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, this this episode has got a lot of solid potential, and it's just kind of, you know, I find that with a lot of Highlander episodes. It's like, I think also now that we're, like, deep into season two, that I don't think we've had, like, you know, there's some real season one clunkers. Like, yeah. real, like, I would, you know, almost say skip them. Like, they're awful. I I don't think, I don't remember the last, like, awful episode we watched. It's, I think, divided up between, like, pretty great episodes and then Uh, episodes that are I think you do, because we
0: even made spreadsheets
4: about
3: it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. That's a a terrible episode.
4: Bless this child.
3: Yeah. All right. Maybe that's (laughs) the the one standout one. But, I mean, like, episodes like this and Warmonger, they're They're not my favorite. Yeah. But it's still pretty solid. Like, the the concept is there. It's not maybe executed as well as it could be. So. Mm. I don't Don't think we've had, like.
0: Diapers, (laughs) man. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's about right.
3: Uh, Uh, Well, I hope everyone enjoyed listening to this episode. Uh, (laughs) Come on, guys. What? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'll do it again. Yeah, why don't you do it again?
3: I'll do it again. (laughs) All right. Oh, fuck. (laughs) 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 Thanks, everybody, for joining us this week on Highlander Rewatch. Join us next week when our episode will be... Legacy. I've been one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle.
4: This is Eamon. And a uh, special guest. Yeah.
5: I'm Liz. Liz. Thank you. Thank you, and guys. we'll
3: see you next week. Bye.
5: Bye-bye. See you.